Welcome to Raising Parents Podcast, where you can find support for the journey of parenting. We're committed to growing adults who model healthy life and faith to their children. I'm Harold Bradshaw. I'm the Family Ministries Pastor here at Highland Park Community Church. And I'm Amy Adwell-Polker, Associate Pastor, Family Ministries. Hey, today we're going to talk about defining your family's values, your unique values. Awesome. So Pastor Harold, what would you say? How do you know what your values are? If you look at someone else, how can you tell what their values are? What are some good indicators? Amy, thanks for teeing that up because this this is a story I've been looking forward to sharing with someone. And, and to be able to do this on this podcast is awesome. Just real simple. Um, it's been several years ago that I was challenged. Okay, I was challenged by my wife, which is awesome. And I was challenged by my children. When I thought and I communicated, I thought I was a pretty good father, you know, pretty good husband. And, um, and I thought I was kind of knocking it out of the park. You know, I was feeling pretty, pretty good about myself there. And, um, my, my wife and my kids kind of let me know, Hey, you know, maybe not so much, mm. you know, there's some places that you're coming up short and, um, and I know they love me and they meant the best for me. And it wasn't like they were being mean about it, but they were just trying to say, Hey, you might have some blind spots when mm. it comes to being a dad or, or, or being a husband. And, um, so I was really kind of challenged by that. And so I wanted to, to prove, right. I want to prove, yeah. oh yeah, you know how it is. I just, nah, you guys, you gotta, you're not, you're not paying attention here. Let me show you what's really going on. So I set about testing the hypothesis. I'm a great dad. I'm a great husband. And I started, how, what would be the criteria that I would choose that, you know, figure that out. Started praying about that, really started thinking about that. And it came back to um, four, four things to look at, okay? Um, I say I love my kids and I love my wife. Well, what that means is that I value them right? Is that I see them as great value in my life. And I started thinking about what that meant. And it said, you know, hey, I, I'm an American, all right? I'm a, I'm a capitalist. I spend on things that I value. I, I really do. If you really want to know what I value, just first thing, you know, where's your money going? And I started looking at, at my, where my money was going and seeing how much money am I volitionally saying is being used to demonstrate my, that my family, my kids valued. Uh, then it was my time. How was I spending spending my time? Where was I giving most of my, my, my minutes of the day and how much of that was being spent on my, on my family? And, um, and so my time and my treasures. And then I, I looked at my talents. By my talents, I mean my best version of who I am. Like I work really hard at trying to, you know, um, be pleasant with people and to be kind and, and, and you know, to be a, 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 someone who's, who's fun to be around, right? Someone who's um, and, and, and interesting and, and all that. And so um, I've, I, am I doing with that with my kids and with my wife? And, and do, are they getting the best version of me? Are they getting my best, my talents? Um, and then the last thing was my tribulation, like suffering. Okay. All right. Um, that was the toughest one probably because I had to be gut level honest and say, am I really willing to suffer that my family knows that they're valuable to me, that I would do things that I wouldn't normally want to do because they want to do it, um, that I would, um, I would, I would stay in the conflict rather than just, you know, throwing my hands in the air and walking away. I, w I wouldn't give up on our relationship. I wouldn't quit. Um, so my time, my talent, my treasures, and my tribulations, those were the criteria that I set about testing the hypotheses, right? And so I did that for some time, and I came back. And interestingly enough, I'm, yeah, um, the results were, were startling in so much that I did find some validity to, um, to the fact that I'm, I'm a decent dad. And, and I'm a decent, uh, but I'm not near, 
what I thought I was because mm-hmm. I, had, I just had to be honest with the criteria that I, that I tested this with. And, um, but what that did for me is that just gave me an honest answer to a question that I had and it, because I had an aspiration. I aspired to be a, not just a good father and a good husband, but a great dad and a great husband. And um, I was coming up short based mm-hmm. simply on my criteria. So having done that, then I pursued, and it really became simple from that. I, I became more, I became aware of the problems and the shortcomings towards my aspirational goals of being, you know, great father, great husband. And I started applying uh, more time, talent, treasures, and tribulations to those things that I valued most. And, and that, again, that, that being my family. So that's how I came to that. Yeah. So it sounds like you took an inventory. Yep. Looking in your checkbook, looking yeah. in your calendar. Right. Searching your heart to see if you were bringing your best self, your abilities, and your ability to persevere and be long-suffering in relationships, even when they were awkward and yep. painful and uncomfortable. Yeah. And then that's criteria we can use to have an analysis of, okay, what do I really value? So that might be an interesting exercise for our listeners and for ourselves to say, Hey, flip open the planner, flip open yeah. the checkbook or the online credit card statement. Mm-hmm. Where where are we pouring our, our life and our resource into? Exactly. The, I guess the most important part of that for me was recognizing what I aspired to value mm-hmm. and then what I authentically valued. They weren't the same thing. Okay. Not, not being honest and with, the, with, the, with just the, the criteria that was in front of me. And that really helped me. The beginning of a cure is the identification of the problem, right? Mm. And, and I clearly, it's like, ah, okay, there's, I'm coming up short in that area. And that, that's what I, um, what I guess I wanted to start our podcast today is to just recognize what we might think is our value may not be. Mm. And, but if we want it to be, it, it can be, but we have to be intentional, maybe more than we ever thought we needed to be to make it so. So maybe it's happening in our heads yeah, and in our hearts, but it might not be happening for those around us. So exactly. We have to get feedback from them. And that takes a lot of humility, yeah, especially if you have teenagers, because they will let you have it, right? Yeah. And you have to trust them. I mean, I, I trust my wife. I trust my kids that what they're telling me is that they're authentic, that they mean it, that they're sincere. They're not out to harm me or to hurt me. They they wanted to support me in the goal that they, they knew I really genuinely wanted to be a great dad and a great husband. Uh, I just needed their help to see where I was coming up short. And where, what has been the fruit of these shifts? Have they noticed? Have they seen your effort and engagement? They have. Um, again, they continue to be honest with me. And because they know I'll never quit wanting to improve, mm. they'll never quit wanting me to improve either. So <laughs> so I still get um, the awareness of, and I, yeah, how generous. Um, but I love them for it. And, and uh, at the end of the day, when I look back on the years lived, I want to be able to say, um, by, God, by God's grace and his empowerment, that I move closer and closer to being more of, of the awesome father and awesome uh, husband that I think God's created me to be. That's great. Yeah. yeah. So tell me, Amy, how about yourself? How do you um, define family's unique values? Yeah, so when I think about what makes my family unique from other families, I think about the principles that are deep within our heart, with our soul, things that God has rooted in there that orient our choices. And so just okay. like a compass on a map, you have to twist that compass and get it lined up. When we orient our family life around certain guiding principles, it helps us to reach certain outcomes that we're looking towards. So we're not talking family values in a general sense, like you might hear on TV thrown around. We're talking about what makes your family unique and different from every other family on the face of the earth 
And when we get clear about what our goals are and what God is calling us to and what we really cherish, then those powerful yeses allow us to let go of other optional good things that could get Mm. in the way and allow us to live out a uniqueness that instead of running after everything and getting nothing, we can focus on a few things and then arrive at a destination 5, 10, 15, 20 years from now that really reflects those things that are most important to us. That's awesome. So while I was talking about my individual value and wanting to work on my individual values, you're wanting to to identify the family unit as a whole. What is our family's values? Is that right? Yeah. So okay. as, a, as a young mom, I remember I had a seven-year-old, a four-year-old, and a one-year-old, and I was trying to keep children alive, you know, <laughs> yeah. waking up all hours of the night, feeding them clothes, and Monday rolls into Tuesday, rolls into the weekend, and just doing the next thing. And I started to think, you know, when I go to Burger King, they have a list of values on the wall. And even when I get my blood drawn, LabCorp has a list of values on the wall. They've clarified the way they want to serve and what their priorities are. And I asked myself, what what do I want? What am I trying to do here? What is the goal of this parenting that I am pouring my life into 24-7? And my first response is, I don't know. I wasn't really clear. Okay. And so I had an experience. We were away at a Christian camp and I woke up early in the morning. The kids were asleep and stayed in the cabin with my husband. And I went into the cafeteria all alone and I just began writing and making lists of like, what do I want to show up on my children's lives? What is most important to me? Okay. And thinking about, you know, 5, 10, 15, 20 years from now, what would I be so sad if it wasn't happening? And Mm. then pulling back and saying, okay, that's a key value what seeds do I need to plant right now in the lives of my young children okay. and water through my actions and behaviors and that of our family and our habits mm-hmm. so that 5, 10, 15, 20 years from now, those have grown into trees and oak trees and p- producing fruit in their lives. Because when they're young, you know, we have a lot of control. Mm-hmm. We can even choose their clothes, but When they're 15, they don't like it when mom chooses their clothes. So my encouragement is that young families would take a time. And even if your kids are older, engage them in the process with you in a journaling or talking exercise and taking some notes and writing some things down. What is most important to us? What orients our choices? What Mm. are we living for? And what character traits or habits or abilities Are we most desiring to show up in the lives of our children and in ourselves? Mm. And then getting clear on that and embracing that allows us to let go of other things that are just distractions. This is awesome. Amy. I've heard this uh, sometimes referred to as parenting with a purpose, Mm. that you're you're being more specific and definite about, um, again, the vision that you have for your children. And, And to do that, identifying what the values that you want, those important things, knowing that you can't do all things, but yeah. Yeah, I I think of it as um, parenting in the dark. So often Ah. in the early years, you keep going back and doing the same things over and over, and you don't see a lot of progress and growth. But if you keep at it, Mm -hmm. what you do in the dark will someday show up in the light. So when my son was about... Uh, seven years old, we we would always have Friday night family movie night. Mm. And my kids didn't even know that other people watch normal like cartoon movies. We would watch documentaries and we <laughs> would learn about the world and about animals. And 
like my seven-year-old's like, is this another David Attenborough? You know? And I thought this is so great. No, I will say when they found out that everyone else was watching like Finding Nemo, there was like a, yeah. there was a moment, yeah, you know, like you've been holding out on us. Yeah, that, mm-hmm. yeah. But we were living out our values. We were taking our movie night and we were teaching our kids about the world and animals and history and culture and the things that we really cared about. Okay. And over time, those interests and values started showing up on our kids. And recently one of my teens said to me full of emotion, you know, mom, you've ruined me. All these, you know, experiences and travel and books and museums. I'm just not like everyone else. And I said, you're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. So that sounds like a value of knowledge that that your family values knowledge and you were intentional about making sure that that was part of your family life. Yes. Education and learning and literature and school is such a a deep value for me. It's something that my husband and I love this summer during COVID. We had like five college classes happening between my husband and myself (laughs) and my 14 year old son. And so people are like, how's your summer? I'm like, we're reading and writing a lot. And I I understand that's super unique and that might make other people want to vomit, but like that's something (laughs) unique about us and we're okay embracing that. Like, you know, I don't have a great suntan, but I'm having a great time like in the life of the mind. And so that's something unique about me and I'm okay that other people might not value that, but I'm okay with choosing that. And letting that orient some of my choices. Right, right. So, excellent. So that, again, that's a choice that you've made, that that's going to be one of your values, and you're going to pursue that and have clear criteria to say there's evidence of that. You can prove that. You can convict me of the fact that I value knowledge in the life of my family by the time and the talent, treasures, tribulations that we put into knowledge. Yes, yes. And with COVID and shutting down school, I really got to, um, as my friend says, pay for my values. (laughs) So Yeah, there you go. Very good. So, um, so uh, knowledge is one of the values of your families. What's, what was when you made that list? What were some others that you identified? Yeah. So when I made the list, there was like 35 things, which is yeah. uh, way too long. And I realized, you know, I can't do all of these. Right. So when we make the list, we have to kind of start culling through it and sorting through it. So a good chunk of them, about seven, were things that were like, oh, I, I wish I did that. Mm. And I probably should do that, but I'm actually not doing that. And okay. so we would call that the aspirational value or an idealized value, like the shoulds, right? Right. So those kind of went to the bottom of the list. And then I started sorting them. And some things like surprised me, like, oh, wow, you know, I'm introducing my children to a lot of great literature through audiobooks. And I, I didn't even read this stuff as a kid. I'm like surprised by this, but I'm actually doing it. And then other things I thought I was doing that actually wasn't doing. So it was a really, like you said, an inventory, a reckoning, so I, I found about the top five. And with that top five, I thought these are things that are really key. And I discussed them with my husband and he added and we subtracted. And, you know, this is like a working document. Mm-hmm. But it helped me get really clear on like, these are the things that top we five. want to do well. Yeah. And then I had like one aspirational value where I said, you know, for me, it was like hospitality. Okay. Ah, it's hard for me and I'm not really great at it, but it's really important and I want to do it. So I think you can take like one thing from the list of things you're not doing and say right. this year, right. we're going to move one of these aspirational values to right. becoming an authentic value and making a plan. So I made like a pretty easy, achievable strategy. It was once a month, we will have someone over for a meal. Yeah. And so as the year goes, that's 12 a year. So that's pretty good. I would say that's a value we're living out. And we've really grown in that. And as the kids have gotten older, it's gotten a lot easier. And Mm -hmm. so, yeah, so just 
zeroing in on like, okay, what are these five orienting principles? So for me, um, number one is our, our love for Christ, our love for God and thinking Christianly. So knowing God's word, we're talking about it. We're always talking about it, about dinner and yeah. thinking and, you know, what does the Bible have to say about that? And a historical Christianity and a thoughtful Christianity, that is a love for God and mm-hmm. our faith is our uh, number one. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two is the emotional health. So we try to be careful about the way we talk to each other. We do not do this perfectly, but we're yeah. working on it. Emotional we health. go to counseling. We send our kids to counseling. We we think about how we're feeling. We use feeling words. So creating that warm um emotionally healthy climate is something we're striving for okay the third one is uh cross-cultural living and diversity yep that's a little bit harder since we moved from los angeles to wyoming but right, uh, right. yeah we spent 18 years uh pastoring spanish-speaking churches and speaking yeah. a foreign language and my my husband his father is from india so we have indian family and i taught english to immigrants and refugees so just people of all different colors and languages and backgrounds and foods that's a big part of who we are and here in wyoming with highland park that looks like mission trips that looks like intentionally finding friends that don't look like us um i i met a guy at walmart and i was like i can tell he is an immigrant and uh, so, would you like to have Christmas with our family? You I remember know? that and, story. And you guys, you invited them over? Yeah, it was great. Yeah. He spoke Portuguese, which is unintelligible to us as Spanish speakers. So right. it was just like a blast. And we had our translators there. And we had awesome. other friends from South America that had come here. And it was like one big mess of enjoying Christmas and learning about each other. So, so that's a unique value we have. And that was zero in my family of origin. Like it wasn't something we did. And so this is something we've grown into with my husband and his background and, and our ministry. And, and the last, um, also education and thinking, that's a real big one for me, critical yeah. thinking and learning education. And then the last one is thrift and hard work. So those mm. are just like, I'm not saying that, these don't need to be someone else's values, but as I dial down, like, what do I keep going back to? What makes me unique and our family unique? Right. These are some core principles that define us that I want to see in the lives of my children and then the hospitality that we added. How about you, Harold? When you think about how you orient your family and what makes you unique as a person and the legacy that you just naturally lean into and are living out, what are some of those things for you? Thanks, Amy. And um, just thanks so much for just sharing like you did because man, just knowing you like I do it and being able to look at the criteria to, to bring evidence to what you say or your values. It's, it's so fun to say, yeah, it's not just an aspirational value, but it's definitely an authentic mm. value in you and your family. Well, we're um, all in process. Right? Yeah. But amen. <laughs> amen to that. Um, well, certainly our faith, um, our belief in, in, in God and his, uh, his son and salvation through Christ it's, it's foundational to who we are. And so our conversations, our energies, our efforts, our decision-making, everything that we do really centers around the, the belief that we have that, that there's a God in heaven who loves us and who has a plan and purpose for our life and who has paid a price that we might have life, not just existence, but we have life and life in abundance. And so uh, our value of God and just our gratitude for, for the fact of who he is and, and how we find ourselves in him. And then second, probably for how I mentioned earlier, my, my family, um, really wanting that to be, I I have an amazing family that I grew up, uh, and, and, uh, my parents are are like 66 years married and, um, amazing, uh, uh, man and woman. Um, and just the way that they had family, family was a big deal, uh, growing up uh, when I was a child. 
and then uh, wanting to be, you know, having that same value uh, for for my wife and and for our kids um, is 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 a big value. And then I got to be honest. So the criteria was pretty clear that um, I value fun. I really do. Um, and and I That's find great. that I'll oftentimes in in just like some ridiculous athletic pursuits like. Uh, uh, for 25 years, I've played racquetball with a group of guys three days a week. For 25 years, same guys. I find out the older I get that I'm really having more fun hanging out with my buddies mm. um, and, uh, and and playing and playing racquetball. But like mountain biking, hiking, I love the outdoors, skiing, um, and and it's come to find out that uh, kind of at the core of a lot of this is just fitness. Uh, I, en- I enjoy health. I enjoy being able to um, to exert and, and to be physically active and. Uh, uh, I remember when a friend asked me if I would uh, go run a, um, a 5K with him. I said, I don't run. If I run, I run to the mini mart to get a big swig or yeah, something. Yeah, I know? only run when someone's chasing me. Yeah, well, I said, yeah, I would do it. It's a fundraiser. Sure, I'll go do that. And I had a ball. This was several years ago. And uh, this 5K is like, wow, this, was, this wasn't so hard. Next thing you know, I was running uh, some long distance races and I and, uh, was really enjoying that. So at the center of that, I had to admit, um, and like you were saying earlier, fitness. I think I value fitness. And the criteria at least says that. But um, uh, all that to be said, um, I value serving, uh, making an impact in people's lives. Mm. Um, I, I, I find that that, that is, uh, it just gives me great uh, uh, gratitude for the life that God's given me, is that I can be used to make a positive impact in the lives of people. Um, but it, it, I like what you said about aspirational to authentic values. Mm. Um, I think I have, a, like yourself, a long list of aspirational values that are important to me, but I also recognize my resources might are, are limited in what yes. I'm really going to be able to, to, to be and what I'm going to be able to do. And um, I like the idea of saying, okay, I might take from that list of aspirational values and say, there's one, Yeah. there's one yeah. that maybe if I really think that that's something I want to put in the authentic category that I can allocate those resources, time, talent, treasures, tribulations towards. Yeah. And I want to be careful that our listeners hear this. We're not trying to should on you, right? right? Absolutely. Like not. we don't want to add to the list of shoulds. You should this and you should that. What I want to our listeners to take away is who am I and what are we already doing? Yeah. And could that be enough, right? Could that be significant? Could that be valuable? Like even if other people don't value organic vegetarian cooking if that's your thing like have at it that's beautiful absolutely or if you like playing badminton and that is a defining value of your you know a unique sport or whatever it is maybe like your family's cattle ranchers and that is a complete lifestyle Mm -hmm. then that is you and go for it like you own it yeah yeah own it like a champ and you don't need to copy something else and i feel like in today's pinterest world there's so much pressure. I can speak as, as a mom where you see, you know, this family's doing this club sports and this family had this amazing birthday party and this family always travels to X spot and you just feel like, oh, I should, I should, I should. Right. And we can get ourselves so busy and so hurried that we lose out on that unique core of being ourselves right. in God and centering in on that. Yep. And that's a loss for our family and that's a loss for others because we all reflect the image of God in unique ways, like different Mm -hmm. facets of a diamond. So my job is to be fully Adwell Palker, right? That's our family name. Um, And that's a unique name and it's a unique calling. And so I'm not expecting anyone else to do it, but I have to be okay with being different and being a young mom. uh, We were growing up raising our children in Los Angeles and our hometown in Torrance 
was where AYSO, American Youth Soccer Organization, began. Mm. And youth sports were such a big deal there, and especially right. soccer. And kids, we had a neighbor, and he was in like three sports at the same time. And we were at that time with three young children pastoring a Spanish church and an English church. So we had so many ministry commitments all weekend long. Mm -hmm. And I felt so much guilt that my kids were not in oh, team wow. sports yeah. and in club sports. And it caused me pain. Yeah. And so we did sports about six weeks of the year. We signed our kid up for like $30 to play the city league that we could walk to. Okay. And when we were on the soccer field with that neighbor whose kid was in three sports and yeah. our kid did six weeks a year, you could see the difference. I'm sure, yeah. Right. Like the, the lack of investment yeah, the time. that our family had yeah. made in time and energy and money in sports, yeah. it evidenced itself. Sure. Because it wasn't a defining value for us. Yeah. And that's a little painful, you know, yeah. when you're watching and thinking like, ah, oh, maybe we should try harder. But I was coming to understand that if we yeah. were going to do our unique life of ministry well right that our calendar was the church calendar in that time and yeah. so what we did for fun is we went to parties in spanish with the taco man and it was a great fiesta <laughs> like like you have club sports and i have taco parties you know like we're both having a good time here and mine's probably yummier so awesome yeah and so i remember this mom her kid was so great at sports and it was just like they were like the foil to our family okay. you know and I saw her a few years later and I said, you know, how's your son? How's he doing in sports? And he was such a gifted athlete and he was just a sophomore in high school. And she said, he has permanent injuries Oh no! and he's pulled out of sports. Okay. And I think we missed it, Amy. I think we uh, overdid it. I think we pushed him too hard. Okay. And so that was like a gift for me well, from if, God, because and, here yeah. was this family that I had compared myself to sure. and felt like, oh, we're not enough. And I had this unique window that the Holy Spirit gave me where she said, you know, I think we missed it. I think we put too much okay. in this basket, more than we should have, okay. too much pressure, too much money, mm. too much time. Right. And I wish we would have done it in a more balanced way. And so I want to say this, sports are beautiful. Sports are awesome, and yep. that, that could be an orienting principle sure. for many families. It could be where they live out their fitness and their vibrancy and share their faith. Right. And so there's nothing wrong with sports. No, no, um, not at all. But her story and opening up to me later saying, I think we missed that. I think we put too much in that basket okay. was just, it was really a deep encouragement that each one of us is responsible to get clear before God. Gotcha. We look at our calendars. We look at our checkbooks. Mm. We look at our behavior and say, where am I putting my time, treasure, talents, tribulation? And is are those places worthy of them? And then yeah. getting really clear about that because, you know, a one degree difference over the course of 20 years, sure, it, it results in a very different outcome. And mm -hmm. so if we can just take some time and it could just start as simple as a family dinner conversation where we have a paper and we say, okay, everyone shout out, like what makes our family unique? And then right. we start with that and we start to lean into what is our uniqueness and get really clear and excited about that. And right. we start to let go of what everyone else is doing mm -hmm. and do a few things. Well, our kids will be less stressed out and we'll feel less guilt and yeah. we can really enjoy what yeah. we've got. I really like that, that you identified that we don't want to should. 
on anyone, right? Yes. I'm going to be careful with that word. We don't want to should on anyone. I don't want to should on myself. I don't want to aspire to be something that I don't, that God didn't create me to be. I'm, I like fitness, but I'm probably not going to be, you know, a, a, a professional athlete or anything like that. And so, uh, and, as, and trying to aspire to be that could cause injury. Mm. And, and, and in parenting, uh, doing the same, trying to um, help our children be somebody that God didn't create them to be um, is an aspirational <laughs> goal. But but really, that's who they are. We, we need to um, to be, with the criteria, just be honest with ourselves and say, you know, this is who God created us to be and, and, and pursue to do that. Oh, that's so awesome. I totally agree with that. And, you know, there's a famous proverb. It says, train up a child in the way he will go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. And one understanding of that Hebrew um, proverb from the Old Testament is, train up a child according to the way he is bent. There you go. And when he's old, he will not depart from it. So the understanding is, you know, our children come with particular bents mm-hmm. and we have to learn to respect those. So when my son, how come he's the example of all of these? Sorry, firstborn. <laughs> we make all our mistakes on the firstborn. Yeah. So, well, we make some of them. That's why our the family families, when they heard we were making a family ministry of, of, of raising parents podcast, they they weren't overly excited. They were a little <laughs> cringy because they knew they were going to be the illustrations for the for the rest of our lives. So um, they will remain nameless. Yeah, they will remain nameless, but they're amazing only, people, and I love them so much. Yes, yeah, so I uh, signed up my son to take free violin lessons at the local library when violin. he was sick. Okay, six, uh-huh. and uh, so we went to the first one, and then we went to the second one, and I was looking at his face and saying you don't want to do this, do you? And he said, nope. Nope. <laughs> and so we never went back. And I realized the person that wanted violin lessons was actually me. Uh-huh. And I needed to respect his uniqueness. For example, one of my daughters wants to be a scientist and she is all in. And I will say, I love school and I love learning, but if there's one subject I'm not great at, it's science. Uh-huh. And so how do I nurture this uniqueness in my child and just respect that this is different? Like this is a passion for her. We just right. took her to the zoo. We took her to the aquarium. We read books about Marie Curie. You know, we're trying to foster this passion that's unique. Like there's not a scientist in our midst, but this is her passion. And so instead of making our children in our image, we want to respect how God has made them and nurture, and nurture that. what's in there. Well, Amy, today was fun. Today was a lot of fun. We, I, I feel like we've identified the fact that we should be honest with what is our, an aspirational value and what is an authentic value. We should be willing to test that theory, maybe through time, talent, treasures, or tribulations, but whatever criteria that you would use that it would be in such that would bring an honest, uh, transparent, vulnerable uh, awareness of what is your genuine values. And then having done that, be accepting of that, saying that's intentional. That's who I choose to be. That's who our, our family, yeah. that's who we are. We're not this family. We are our family. We are like the Adwell Parkers, the Bradshaws. This is who we are, yes. who we believe God's created us to be. And, and you can't yeah. value everything. You know, if we if we scatter our value on everything, then we, list, we lose that powerful focus. So it's okay to be who you are and to celebrate your uniqueness. Indeed. Well, we're looking forward to the next podcast come out uh, next month. And uh, I hope that you guys will check in. And we're going to have a guest speaker that will be a little bit of a surprise for a lot of people. So I hope that you'll tune in for that. And we will look forward to to sharing with you then. So God bless you guys. Take care. Know we're praying for you. Bye-bye.